All right, let's talk about aliens. Uh, welcome back to the high kind. It's me, Huntley. I'm with Andy, uh, our partner in crime, David. Uh, the gremlins what, got him. The gremlins got him, and he now it's is. Over. Yeah, it's over. He's on uh, Comcast uh, tech support, and anybody that's used Comcast should know that he ain't coming. <laughs> nope. He ain't coming. It's gonna be a while. So we are going to basically wing this and because actually David was going to be the lead chair in this one. Uh, so we'll save that episode for another, uh, another day. So we're going to just talk about times that people said aliens told them to kill uh, people. All right. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Inner, inner cross of possession, demon yeah, possession, and exactly. Right. And I figure we can just wing this shit, it's and right up my alley. Yeah, right up, right up Andy's alley, right up my alley too, because we're the more occultish ones of the trio. Um, and yeah, we we both practice uh, magic and other esoteric studies, I'd say, and. Yeah. I think that there's like connections here. So I'm going to start off. This happened in uh, last June uh, 2019. A Pennsylvania, this is from USA Today. A Pennsylvania woman was sentenced up to 40 years in prison for a murder of her boyfriend, which she says was caused by an online alien cult. Barbara Rogers, 42, was found guilty of third degree murder for the 2017 (laughs) killing of Steve Menino. And on Monday, she was sentenced to 15 to 40 years. Prosecutors and Menino's family criticized the sentence, calling it lenient and thought Rogers should have been convicted of first-degree murder. So, apparently, this woman many, got... Huh? How many people? She only killed one. She killed her boyfriend. And she uh, said an online alien cult told her to do it. I like the online part. Yeah. I was laughing at that. Yeah. Yeah. It was amusing. Okay. What was the name of the cult? I'm actually, yeah, it doesn't really say much on the information, but I'm going to do a little more digging. Um, But this is what she said. My boyfriend had a gun and he told me to hold it here and press the trigger. Oh my God, he's dead, she told dispatcher. So apparently the boyfriend, from what she is saying, told her to kill him. Okay. And now, this is where it gets. Rogers said during the trial that Menino was upset about problems within the group, which caused him to ask Rogers to pull the trigger. According to Panaco record, Menino said, thought that the leader was a reptilian pretending to be a human. Yes, exactly. But Shiner had told Menino that it was Rogers who was possessed, according to the Washington Post. When the demon manifested in her, it was the demon or a lizard. If she had... If she had both, a human's no match for the kind of supernatural strength, Shriner told NJ.com. The one thing I did know, he was no good. So, we've we've talked about, like, the connections of, like, reptilian, aliens, demons, yeah. or archons. Uh, demons. Yeah, that mm-hmm. they're not necessarily... Yep. Aliens, per se, but they are darker entities from an interdimension. They are alien. They are alien in the terms that they are not from this world. 
but not so much as or, they are. Or, Go on. Or Realm. Or Realm. Yeah. <laughs> or Realm. They're not from Midgard. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. They're from the Void. They're they from were the Void. locked away a long time ago, and then some stupid people let them out. Some stupid people. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. No, Who do you uh, think let them out, though? But, uh, I've got my theories on that based on mythology and things like that. Um... Sorry, hold on. My cat is apparently wanting to be part of this. Hold on. Um, I've got my theories, but I don't know if I'm ready to talk about those. They're a little, a little bit too crazy, maybe. No, I mean, <laughs> just, yeah. you, uh, just like, like, give like the cream of it. We don't have to go into the rest uh, of it, but just gods, the cream. Cert certain gods mm -hmm. looking for more power mm -hmm. i guess we'll get, summarize it like that that's the mm -hmm. cliff notes version mm -hmm. but yeah um i think um you know like the entities we consider gods you know are often represented uh, or represented as these alien like beings and mm -hmm. and uh throughout history and you know whether they have the elongated heads or they have all these different um forms they take um in different cultures you know you got the dogon people that, that had like the alien fish people that came to them mm -hmm. you know like you see this again and again and again and then you had all these there was a time you know when there were all these different mythological a murder trial involving this uh, woman creatures her boyfriend that don't and exist an today but if they did we were scripted you know yeah um so it's kind of fun to think about that too you know i think <clears throat> i think there was a time when um the the veil the the separation between the realms was thinner mm -hmm. um, I think maybe it's a natural ebb and flow that magic ebbs and flows as well um, mm -hmm. and there's times when that spiritual connection uh, or that connection that the material has to the astral and to the, the to the higher realms to like the etheric I think that there's times when that ebb um, you know, it, it is weaker and then later when it picks back up. And I think we're maybe, I think we're starting to enter a time when that's starting to pick up again, because I see a lot of interest in magic, you know, much mm -hmm. more than when, even when I was younger, yeah. I don't remember that being nearly as common. No, I think the internet, I think the internet, especially, it's just like we've seen the rise of the Tumblr witches to put in, and like that's not me making fun of the Tumblr witch. Uh, everybody has yeah. their practice, and I respect it. Um, yeah. And I think like a lot of that, like the connections of online and social media, has yeah. connected people to where it's not so much as forbidden now. That there's other like-minded yeah. people that they don't feel so ostracized because, you know, imagine being in a small-ass town with no internet and being like, I'm a witch, I'm a sorcerer. It's not going to go very well for you. No, no, it's not. Mm -mm. Not at all. But I know that was a tangent. I can't remember what your original question was now. Well, we were talking about that, but I'm going to go. Uh, we were talking about what did you think released them from? 
the realm that they were banished to. But uh, certain gods, yeah, yeah, certain gods. So I'll say for now. Rogers and Menino were reportedly both followers of Sherry Shriner, who on her website calls herself a servant, a prophet, ambassador, daughter, messenger of the Most High God. That's a lot of fucking qualifications, in my opinion. That's a lot of shit. Why can't you just say messenger of the true God? And you should abbreviate like most, you know, PhD, PhD, MD, you know, MD. <laughs> yeah. Why are you making this more complicated, Sherry? Seriously. I'm going to f- do a web search of Sherry Schreiner. She's dead, apparently. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. I- I do research cults sometimes yeah. and things like that, so that is fun to to uh, go into because I find a lot of them are often based off, you know, universal truths like hermetic truths and laws and things like that. And mm-hmm. you know, anything on that, you know, that's just like the foundation, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the foundation of any, in my view, any spiritual structure that is um, close as close to truth as can be no mm-hmm. matter what expression you're seeing but uh yeah there's those cults are often that way too because they're also like tied into like self-help stuff you know and you look at scientology that's a good example mm-hmm. uh, but then there's a lot of other ones too that have incorporated aliens there was heaven's gate mm-hmm. and then so some of these groups take these um you know the, these fundamental ideas and universal laws and and twist them in dark ways you know to control people but it, it is interesting to see because you know maybe i've often thought you know maybe many of those people running those cults are archons or are possessed you know mm-hmm. like maybe they're or have made some sort know. of deal with them mm-hmm. yeah yeah yep. for power because for that's power yeah why you know yeah, that's why most um, people fucking do shit is for power well it's the faustian yeah the story of faust you know yeah <laughs> like of course, no one never learns the moral lesson. There. No, they don't. You know. They don't. They just skip over that part. Um, yeah, so why not make deals with devils? Yeah. Yeah. So one, I googled uh, uh, Sherry Shriner's uh, name, and uh, well, I didn't Google it. I duck go uh, duck go go it because I don't use Google. <laughs> I, I I use duck duck go go. Yeah, and. Uh, one of the first things that came up was how to detect and nullify chip implants. <clears throat> Almost all of us have been, pl- this is from Sherry Schreiner's website. Almost all of us have been, been implanted with chips in one way or another since we were born. Vaccinations, flu shots, dental work, surgery, sleep abduction. In fact, the most medicine, including dentistry, have been loaded with implantable chips since the 1960s. They have had this technique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fillings. Yeah, the yeah. fillings. And yeah. they've had this technology for 40 years or more and are just now bringing it out to condition and introduce to the public with holding technologies typically for typical for the government and military for years before they release it to the public for whatever reason. I agree with that. I think we have so much more technology that we do not know about government facilities oh, yeah. and it's just like i know people will just be like no 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 the, mil- the military cutting edge stuff is always so far ahead yeah i mean 
Yeah, because they pump billions and billions and billions and billions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars into it. And then, you know, like it better be bleeding <laughs> yeah. at that point. Yeah, you better have, you better be doing fucking <laughs> yeah. something with that fucking money. Uh, uh, yeah. Which will hopefully find its way to the civilian populace in some form. Yeah, in some form one day. Um, Which is maybe what we're seeing. Yeah. yeah. Now, like... This is different from your typical murder because this is specifically alien. Uh, it was well, says yeah. alien, but how many other like so-called possession murders or so-called possession do you really think has been in the like the biblical Judeo-Christian sense compared to more of spirits from another like entities from another realm? Well, who? I mean, one one thing that would probably happen uh, a lot that would be interpreted that way would be like channeling and and things like that. You know, when um, that's a kind of it's a spiritual ability <clears throat> mm-hmm. for basically being a hu- a human divination rod, essentially. But um, where entities can speak through you. Problem there is if you don't know how to protect yourself, then negative entities can speak through you too, which is what often happens with them. Um, uh, whether it be the Law of One or Edgar Casey or, or or numerous others that like it's they get kind of uh, attacked energetically quite mm-hmm. a bit. Um, one of um one of the guys who was involved with Law of One killed himself, I think, after mm-hmm. everything that happened to like. So there's a I don't know like um, but you like look through history and I'm sure. There's any number of, a murder uh, trial involving this woman, his boyfriend, and an online cult. Jurors hearing tales about aliens and the end of the world. Our top story on Newswatch. God damn it. What? Uh, just like, I thought I muted the fucking uh, website, and then it started playing again in the middle of your talking, and I was just like, motherfucker. Yeah, so uh, the thing that... The thing that I think, and I actually went on a long Twitter rant about this a couple of days ago, and it was pretty fun, but like I think a lot of times when people think demon possession, or they think they've seen angels, or angels told them to do this, that they're not seeing angels or demons in the traditional parameters of Christianity, or you know, Judaism or Islam or any of the traditional religion, the three big religions that we know. What would you say somebody's most likely seeing if they see an angel? Well, here's the thing you have to remember about the astral realm is that it is perceptual, meaning your perception dictates what you see to an extent. Okay, so if there's an entity standing before you, if you and I were in the astral realm together, astral projecting, we look at the same entity, right? Mm-hmm. If that entity is, um, let's say, a bull, I don't mm-hmm. know, an astral bull, why not, right? When I say to you, hey, bull, an image comes into your mind. Mm-hmm. automatically right it's like if i say pink elephant there it is there's a pink elephant you know same thing for me so that's my perceptual idea of what a bull looks like and then you have yours we're both going to see that does that make sense 
Mm -hmm. So, um, for these higher beings like angels, I guess a lot of it depends on your perception, which your perception's dictated by all your programming, right? Your, mm -hmm. That you've got your religious programming, your societal programming, you know? Uh, maybe an atheist sees, sees an ET of some sort. Mm -hmm. Like one of the one of the tall, uh, what are they, the Nords, I think they called them, the tall blonde aliens. And then there's the, you know, there's a lot of these ones that are like believed to be here to um, help save, you know, all these different species that are <clears throat> more positive, uh, the blue avians and all these mm -hmm. different things, right? And I don't know which ones are real and which ones aren't or anything like mm -hmm. that, but. Uh, you know, if an atheist was standing there, maybe they'd see something more akin to something sci-fi, yeah. because that's their societal programming. Whereas someone who's religious, uh, Judeo-Christian, is going to see a, an angel um, more likely. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and that's always been my perception is that when people see angels, that they're not necessarily seeing an angel, but because that's how their mind can process what they're seeing. It's going to be exactly. an angel to them. They're like, it's too, yeah, too much. Yeah, it's too much for yeah. them. It's too much for our little uh, our little mice brains to comprehend. So, yeah. Yeah. they're going to be like, oh, now, this is an agent. They're going to, like e even if it was a fucking gigantic lobster just floating at them, they would find a way to be like, oh, that was an angel. Well, oh. you do also have to consider something too. Would be. In the bull analogy, the bull doesn't necessarily have free will per se. It can't control uh, its own its own its how it's perceived. I guess mm -hmm. too much doesn't really care, right? It's an animal. Mm -hmm. But if this, if we're talking about an entity like an angel, that would be an intelligent entity. <clears throat> so they're also going to have some influence on how you are how you perceive them, mm -hmm. because they're proje we project uh, our perceptions in a way too, like or how we like to be perceived we mm -hmm. project that well um you know everyone has like different <clears throat> masks with different people you're a different kind of person with your parents versus your best friend versus your wife versus whatever mm -hmm. you know you have these different identities and that's what they are <clears throat> these different um things but so an angel uh you know it's a very powerful type of spiritual entity so i guess you would you know it would, yeah, it would be something glorious and magnificent and mind blowing. But if you saw its true form, it, I guess it would just fry your brain. Yeah, exactly. You, you, <laughs> like, would, you, like your brain would become fucking pea soup. You would just be like, yeah, you see a, this fly. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You would <laughs> yeah, see, you yeah. like, you see something that's like a flying lobster or just like some kind. It could be something that's just like a fence post just flying at you, and it's just like has a weird blue aura, and you're just like, well, my little mouse brain is gone. It's just leaking from your ears, <laughs> and that's why it's just like I think in order to avoid that. Like, in their mind, they're just like, I've heard about this. I read about these yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. It's an angel. It's like with, a, with um, the Mothman story, when I told <laughs> a little bit, talked a little bit about that with Indrid, the Indrid Cold character, and the guy he was talking to was kind of a country bloke, sort of, you know, like mm -hmm. a, just a country guy, just country dude, you know, probably it's very simple uh, life kind of thing, and, and he, 
the UFO ship he saw was like a fucking beater, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It Uncle was, Buck's car. Yeah, it was Uncle Buck's. <laughs> it was basically Uncle Buck's car flying towards him, just like and just <laughs> like popping the engine, the like fucking light speed engine just popping and just like going like that. And when it's slowing down, the brakes are going squealing. <laughs> yeah. It um, makes sense, right? Yeah, it that's makes sense because that's what he would see because his brain can't fucking fathom some alternative metal that he's never seen before. His brain cannot fathom light speed or interdimensional travel or a portal fucking opening up. Or you know, or maybe he's just not a fan of sci-fi. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, he just grew up watching fucking Andy Griffin all goddamn day. So then like he sees something else and he's just like the only thing he can fucking relate it to is some kind of Mayberry car and he smells apple pie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 See, it makes sense. See, this that the perception thing is a problem though, though, because there's no way to objectively verify things. And from what I've read about the astral realm and this kind of thing is that also like anything with energy also can kind of affect how things are perceived in the astral realm. Mm -hmm. So when an astral being comes here, like in the form of a UFO or an alien or an angel or whatever, for whatever little, whatever the time limit is, because, you know, it's, you know, you can think of it like they're whole, having to like hold their breath or something or, you know, while they come down, energetically speaking, while they come down here, like me diving in the water, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, they're going down and talk to the fish, you know, which is us. Yeah. Um, so I think that, um, and I think the perceptual idea about the astral realm and things like that does explain a lot of the different it explains and also connects a lot of the different dots from across the board, whether it be, you know, whether you're in the ancient aliens camp or if you're not, or mm -hmm. if you're, you know, like it connects the mythology and the religion and the shamanism and the spirituality and the DMT, you know, all mm -hmm. the different stories and study and what studies have been done uh, on DMT and the entities people meet, and, mm -hmm. you know, like, it, it connects all of that and it connects the UFO uh, phenomenon and everything. And you really just see that this is just all interconnected and the kind of interbranching if you account for perceptual change mm -hmm. and that there is some element of thought form to mm -hmm. that world, to the astral, you know. And so hoping I'm going to astral project soon. I'm working on it. Yeah. So, see. <sighs> it's one of my favorite things. It is. Um, we, it yet. yeah, we need to, we actually need to do an episode about astral project projection. Uh, maybe we'll do that. Seeing that we're doing alien murders <laughs> tonight, I mean, it's working. Um, yeah, why not? Because you know, David's. I wonder if uh, the black ops groups are connected to Comcast, and that's why they were just like because he was going to talk about. Uh, Stargates, ancient Stargates. No shit, like the the ones in like the Middle East and stuff. The, yes, the, that all yes. conspiracy theories. Yes, oh, yes, he was going to talk about that tonight. And next thing you yeah, know, yeah, oh, I know. But like fifteen minutes before we were going live, he disappears, and we're pivoting. Now, now on, uh, you've heard of. What was the movie? Uh, I can't remember their names, but the the couple that were 
you know demonologist oh um oh, yeah i can't remember uh, the names but that's big but, but we're high oh. yeah they had a reliquary and yeah. the movie the conjuring was the about con them. yeah the conjuring was it, about them it was actually it a good movie was, i enjoyed it lorraine yeah lorraine and ed what was their last name though warren warren i think it was warren I think it was Warren. Um, that makes me sad. I had that much trouble remembering that because I yeah. love them. Yeah, right. because you well, the circumstances they had a that reliquary we that yeah they would like collect cursed objects and like, yeah. have them cleansed regularly and it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. The the Conjuring uh, showed the the room where they had the cursed objects, and yeah. uh, how often like. Because I believe they believe that they were dealing with your traditional demons, at least in the movies, as that's how it's portrayed. I'm sure that the Warrens had much more deeper knowledge into different things compared to like what you see on The Exorcist, where it's just the Catholic priest saying, demon be gone. Yeah. Well, the thing is, so... Exorcism is actually something I have studied quite a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, I, the kind of magic I prefer is protective magic. So mm -hmm. uh, that's my focus. That's my strength. Uh, that's what I prefer to do. And I classify exorcisms and banishments in general in yeah. that category. Mm -hmm. um, so that is a something I have studied. Um, and... Um, what was your question? Damn it. it well, happened. do you... <laughs> your mind, your mind <laughs> went blank. Um, uh, train of when they, like, when you look at movies, let me... I'll format it differently. When you watch movies of, like, The Conjuring, how much of yeah. that do you believe is, like, your accurate. traditional... Yes, accurate. Oh, not much. Yeah, but, I don't uh, think so either. Just from what I've studied, because I'm I'm like oh, you, yeah. I read this stuff too. Or, or any of those shows, like Supernatural. You know, they they incorporate a lot of different things, like Enochian and all these yeah. different things into it and and whatnot. And honestly, from what I see, mostly in fiction, you do get a little bit of the truth. Seems to be kind of mm -hmm. leaked through and stuff like that, and kind of disseminated uh, in a way that you like. You have to know what you're looking for, because uh, you know. Um, you know, those who have who have the eyes to see it will mm -hmm. will see it. You know, mm -hmm. the symbolism, the meaning, and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing I can and, appreciate. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's the thing no, I can kind of appreciate about the uh, supernatural, especially when they got into a Nokian thing, because I I was on a big Nokian yeah. kick for a while, and yeah. uh, the thing the thing that like my brain just being the weird stoner brain that it is was just like. What if John D wasn't dealing with angels? I think he was talking to archons. Exactly. Like, yeah, me and you talked about this. That we, you thought he was talking to archons, and and that was the thing I tried to explain to somebody is that like John D, because like us, especially back when John D was around advising the queen was I doubt he could really fathom anything outside of just your traditional Christian winged angel coming to visit him. 
when yeah. whether that was just his brain processing it or whether the archons shapeshifted themselves into looking like an angel i don't know well wasn't it kelly that saw most of the uh, yeah it was but john d was the one that basically uh transcribed it and wrote it yeah 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 i um yeah i don't know i i've studied that story quite a bit over the years and i've studied a lot of other situations because kelly was channeling which I, like i mentioned earlier is kind of risky and there's other examples of people channeling and and they're uh, linking that to exorcisms kind of linking it all together there um i've done i've read stories of um basically these possessions that were i think they that these people were just natural born channelers and they just went off and i think it was a kid or something like that Mm -hmm. i can't remember the exact story where i heard it it was on one of those podcasts that recount like scary stories but um if i can think about it later i'll send it to you for this the show notes Mm -hmm. but basically it was this girl uh that had was basically just on you know just fully open channel um and all these different demons and archons and shit were speaking through her and then there ended up being like a tug of war battle going on where angels started talking through her and even their Hmm. messages were like inspiring and hopeful and like all these things like for the family and stuff and for Mm -hmm. like the priests like and like trying to help the priests with the exorcism if i remember correctly Mm -hmm. like there was a and then it would switch back to demons and it was just like this tug of war thing if i remember correctly i'll see if i can find it but it's interesting to think because like john go back to john d that could you know like some of these things could originate with angels uh, like law of one channelings and things like that. And then you have to be careful because they can take a real sharp turn. Mm-hmm. And a lot of cult, cults get built up around these channelers sometimes um, where they're channeling these uh, these spirits. And I, I, you know, you listen to the message. And honestly, you look at the people, you know, look at their actions, right? Look at their behavior. I mean, if someone's truly spiritually enlightened, you know, I don't think enlightenment necessarily means you're a good person, which is kind of a controversial opinion. Like, I don't think you have to be good to be become enlightened mm-hmm. to reach that kind of state. Uh, I think bad people also can reach enlightenment and neutral people. I mm-hmm. think the, the, the choice is what matters, uh, that you that you do align with something. But, like, I don't know. Like, so when I when I look at people like some of these cult leaders I've seen throughout the years that are channeling these entities and, and whatnot. I've, I've got to wonder if they're basically just being manipulated by these archons, uh, and to just, you know, maybe creating like just fun, getting as much energy out of these people as they possibly can just to eat it basically. Cause it's like a feeding frenzy for them. And then, or you get the situations like heaven's gate where I all just, kill themselves yeah and, you know yeah like just i guess all you can do is just judge it judge it um a tree by its fruit and mm-hmm. you know with a lot of these organizations but um with d i kind of wonder like i do think it was ar- mostly arconic but i wonder maybe it started out not that way yeah i don't the, know they possibly got hijacked 
that maybe yeah that happens a lot it happens a lot from yeah. what i've read in my studies yeah that, like, like channelers just yeah. yeah that like he was channeling something that had good intentions and then the archons took came in and basically took it over and it was just like started giving him uh different messages yeah. like if you like in uh enochian magic is a strange is one of the stranger ones to me not yeah, so much not strange yeah for the most part. yeah um it, i don't mess with it too much it does work don't get me wrong yeah uh, no i agree that's because it's based off hermetic truths yeah. and it's based off other languages other older magical languages that were based off the same truths and, mm-hmm. and the systems and you know, it, you're. I still believe that all these different languages are just pulling from the same well. Um, that there is a, a an original language, uh, which I guess you would call like I don't know the <clears throat> the code of the the programming language for the Matrix, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know? But you know, if you want to look at it from a modern perspective, that's kind of what it would be. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. that's really what magic is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, you know, exactly. here's my here's what i want to manifest and here's all the energy i'm going to put into it yeah. this is my intent you know? yeah and, and like that's the thing is doing a pivot here for a second of when you know you tell people that hey i practice magic yeah they're, they're just like oh you're just practicing woo woo shit or you're fu-, or they like they either think that you're fucking just lighting some fucking candles and doing some chants, or they think you're fucking sacrificing a chicken to Moloch. There is no, no, there is no in between. Well, and that's the thing. Like, it's hilarious because magic happens all the time. Manifestation mm-hmm. happens all the time. Like the books. To, like, if you were to give a, the book power of positive thinking to that person, mm-hmm. they would be yeah, but, all on board, right? Yeah. Because that's a classic for one. But like, or any of these self-help books that are mm-hmm. about your managing your intent. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's how I try to break it down to people is that all I'm doing is putting is dispersing my energy and my intention into whatever we are in. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're concreting it kind of in a way, you know, like instead of I mean, you can do the same thing with a mantra. Yeah. You can do the same thing with honestly, if i think for like i've mentioned before for some of the more powerful spiritual entities incarnated here i think just dwelling on things <laughs> mm-hmm. can possibly cause manifestation yeah them. i agree because i agree when people do, yeah when people dwell on something it bring i feel like when you dwell on negative feelings for so long that yeah. you are basically inviting things into your home into yeah. you're you basically building a vacant apartment in your in your body in your mind for these negative things to you know live there fucking rent free we talk about rent free all the time and you know that's one of the things that like i think everybody battles is dwelling and shit like that and that's one of those things that i try not to do because of just the negative energy that comes in there well, and that's what these entities are drawn to. Um, you know, they, they're parasitic, parasitic entities. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you can find fictional examples of them everywhere. We were talking about Stargate earlier, and that's another one. The Goa'ul, the reptilian snake things in the heads that act like they're gods and want to control everyone. They're, mm-hmm. Like, Archon means ruler. 
That's mm-hmm. what it means. Exactly. So like like it's the whole Goa old and all of that. Like it's totally the same story being retold in different ways, just you know, throughout history, over and over and over. Yeah. Uh, you know. Or they live or invasion of the body. Let's go on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like all these things have some kind of premise. Like they live just like that's such a fucking classic movie. It is too. I want those glasses. <laughs> I want those glasses so bad too. Uh but so much of just like the things that people manifest and then they don't even realize it. And that, yeah, and that's where I'm kind of making the circle back to the supposed alien possession of a woman who killed her boyfriend and said an alien, an alien basically told her to do it. Yeah. We don't know the circumstance. Yeah. We don't know the circumstance. She could have been really depressed and, you know, just creating that vacant space in her life. Like you said, you're basically... And you're inviting them in, too. Yeah. That's the other yeah. thing, you know, by exposing yourself. Because it's yeah. like, what's the old myth of the vampire? What are the rules, right? A yeah. vampire is a parasitic organism that sucks out your life force. So what's the rules? You have to invite them in. <laughs> like, it exists for a reason. Uh, yeah. And that's the thing that's uh, one of the weirder things to me about that is like, even if you do not believe in and the, like the Christian, you know, exorcist shit that you see is just like negative thoughts. I don't know how this podcast became a self-help podcast tonight, but <laughs> it fucking what? did. Whatever. Well, this, we're well, fucking. Yeah. We all. Yeah. Yeah, we're fu- we're we're pivoting hard here. Um but you know, that's the thing that I always tell people is just to get the negative bullshit out of your head. Don't pay much mind to what people think about you. Like don't dwell on all that negative shit because you're inviting something. Yeah. Well, and that's hard, you know, like someone like me, you know, cuz I used to weigh 300 pounds mm-hmm. way back when, you know, and body dysmorphia does not go away. <laughs> so you know, I struggle with that a lot, and I've, yeah, that's the one thing throughout my own personal spiritual journey so far is is just been, it's been a bear, but, you know, just deprogramming a lot of that. Yeah. You know, just be, be comfortable, and I'm more comfortable now in my weirdness than I've ever been, yeah. you know? Like, I'm a weird guy, and yeah. you're either, I mean, you're either going to like, yeah, you're either going to like me a lot. Yeah. Or you're just probably just going to ignore me because you think I'm a little weird or crazy. Yeah. Um, that's usually how it goes. People are usually either obsessed with me mm-hmm. <laughs> or they're totally cold. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that's, kinda, a, you know, that's the best like way to live, in my opinion, is I'm the same way. It's like people either really want to talk to me a lot or they're just like, that dude's, be around fu- you. Yeah, that dude's fucking crazy. He's fucking talking yeah. about reptiles and entities and black magic and white magic and stuff like that and they're just like no nah, i don't want any part of that yeah well and that's the thing too i have i I've, god just a year ago i wouldn't probably have been comfortable enough on coming on here talking about this stuff but now mm-hmm. i'm just like you know what this is me yeah fuck you know, it who cares these are, things I study. these are my beliefs and yeah i don't really care yeah. fuck <laughs> so, it who cares like, it's who i am um but it took me a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've had to deprogram a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like I've gotten to a place where I finally have. And I'm getting closer to being like the truest version of myself, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But 
what I don't, you know, and that that that's the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, because like, I don't think when you become, you know, like when you get to that point when you, I guess, tame your dragons or whatever, you know, uh, I don't think you you don't lose your bad traits. You just fully accept them and you try to control and have outlets for for them and things like that, you know, mm-hmm. like, like healthy outlets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's what embodying the shadow is all about, but the, in, in bringing, making it conscious, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, it, you're right though. You know, like it's your set and setting matters. And that's not like, not just for drugs, <laughs> your set and setting matters for, <laughs> Like, but that's the most fun part. Well, but that's the thing. You know, this may just be one big standard hallucination we're all having. So, like, your set and setting matters, both, you know, who's around you, where you're living. Like, so much matters. And, like, whatever you little you can do to improve that on a daily basis will compound your growth, mm-hmm. you know, your, your growth in a better direction. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you just don't want any... Magic. Yeah, you just, <laughs> just don't want it. Yeah, you want to manifest it, and you don't want any shape shifting reptiles entering your house and fucking shit up for you. Yeah, or black eyed kids, or, or black eyed kids, or um, orbs. Orbs. That's the thing. Uh, you think orbs are bad? Uh, I've been split. I actually asked a question on my Twitter the other day, and. I'm going to go back to some of these people because I asked people if they ever saw UFOs. And the number one thing that people did send, uh, you know, actually messaged me about was that they saw orbs. And, you know, there's also the connection of people seeing orbs in graveyards. Yeah. And orbs and supposed hauntings. So, Will of the I'm not saying that they're good or evil. I think they're neutral. I agree. The Will of the Wisp. I think yeah. they're just spirits. Yeah. I think when you see a spirit and it's non like if there's a spirit like just a normal human spirit or something like that and you saw just like what it actually looks like without a filter, right? Without a perceptual filter. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and maybe those are just spirits that are so old they forgot who they were and they no mm-hmm. longer have a their own perceptual idea of who they were, you know, which mm-hmm. is kind of terrifying. But uh, maybe they're just floating around. And yeah, they're, they're floating just... around. Like that's been what, <laughs> that's been my thing is that I don't even think that they know where the fuck they are. Maybe not. I think you know? that they are attached to an area, but they're completely unaware of why they're in that area. That yeah, and they just kind of yeah, and they and they just do their thing. Because they have some sort of connection there. Especially the ones, that, like, that's the number one thing that, like, the times I've gone ghost hunting, uh, mm-hmm. which is... We need to do it together. Yeah, we need to do it together soon. But when people are just like, I see orbs here, and, you know, I'm just like, well, what's their intention? They're like, I think they're evil. And I'm just like, I think you're working on just an assumption because you're going ghost right. hunting and it's more exciting to be like, they're fucking evil rather than they are neutral or just neutral just fucking well. there. Just fucking there. Just being like, why the fuck am I wandering around this graveyard in this weird little country town? Ugh. It's like asking a bird why it's there. Or yeah. Something, you know, it doesn't fucking it know. It just does. <laughs> It does. It does. It's instinct. It's yeah, it's instinct. It it's instinct, and that's as far as it goes. And, yeah. like, that's always been my problem with 
paranormal investigators is that they don't go like the majority of them that I have talked to or people that are at least have interest in it are always looking just for bad. They go into these of things course. just being like bad because there's nothing there's nothing exciting about going to talk to Mary Beth who was just a knitter and you know like to play the piano. There's no fucking interest in that. That's not exciting. And that's why it's always this them going to abandoned asylums, sanitariums, graveyards they're Prison. supposedly prisons. Yeah, exactly. Prison. Because uh, I will not go um into uh, abandoned prisons. Uh, yeah. especially if it was anyone ever execute if execution was ever a thing there. Yeah. I won't that's one thing I won't do. Yeah. Uh the energy in those locations is yeah no. yeah yeah it's crazy <laughs> nope. it's crazy yeah it's bad bad juju yeah and <clears throat> yeah and that and that's what they're and then that's what they're fucking pursuing is they want that exciting thing it's but a thrill for them <clears throat> but they're also inviting like they're inviting going, bad shit with them and you're set and setting mentally say you're in a really bad place say you've been depressed say you've been whatever the whatever whatever of the seven sins you're like focused on i don't know maybe you're maybe you're a really angry person and you're just whatever the, whatever negative emotions you know or really lustful or gluttonous whatever they're gonna the, i do believe that certain certain ones kind of specialize on certain emotions and things they can get into which mm-hmm. is why the the whole seven sins concept came from the desert fathers in mm-hmm. Christianity. They were, they were, uh, um, hermits. Yeah. <clears throat> they weren't like, <clears throat> they didn't, this didn't come from, uh, you know, the Vatican kind of thing. Like these were like hermit mystics and sages and, and Christian sages and stuff. They came up with these concepts. And I think it was for a reason, you know, like these emotions <clears throat> that are expressed negatively in the form of gluttony or lust or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, draw in these type of entities and when you go into these cursed places like that or, or lands like I mentioned like prisons where executions have happened and things like that where a lot of dark emotionally charged things have occurred you, you know with spirits of people who were very dark mm-hmm. people to be you know like mm-hmm. just very uh, negative entities themselves like it's just a bad mixture and you go in there and you're say you had a bad week and you just got a lot of negative thoughts in your head your set and settings messed up and there you go you're yeah. just inviting them in yeah you're, you're just, just inviting like, them hey, here i am and you what know. do you think about people that you know are going into these places just for glory Maybe not glory in the regards of like I ha- I'm driving a fancy ass car, but as as we talked about, they're not going. Nobody has interest in just calm spirits or calm entities yeah. or whatever the fuck. They want to always uh, go for the creepy bad shit because they think they're living a like you know. It's basically their version of skydiving. It's exhilarating that, to them. That, but it's also the pride factor. Mm-hmm. Right? which is one of the sins <laughs> mm-hmm. you know like it's uh they want the the glory or fame that's another thing you know mm-hmm. just and and so much of it is fake hidden charlatans and all of that and it's like but i do believe obviously these entities uh you know exist i think the spiritual world is just as 
is varied and diverse in its population as Earth, meaning yeah. there's spiritual entities that are the equivalent levels of the same types of animals we have and insects and plant life, and they're probably all kinds of weird things mm -hmm. that we only every now and then get a peek at, you know, with the cryptids and other things like that, mm -hmm. when maybe there's a weak spot in the veil and somehow they slip through or something, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Bigfoot, maybe, you know. Bigfoot, yeah, Bigfoot is... Uh... Maybe Bigfoot. Well, there's, a, there's a common, like, one thing I've noticed, I did look a little bit into Bigfoot, because I do like to look into cryptids every now and then, just mm -hmm. for fun, and there's often UFO sightings around Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, I was actually about to say that is, Bigfoot. it's just like, like, if you look at areas where there's high frequencies of UFOs, there's usually some yeah. kind of cryptid, there's either mm -hmm. A, a cryptid sighting close, whether it's Sasquatch Bigfoot, Mothman. Yep. Or there's some kind of high energy output, whether that is a so, nuclear device or a nuclear power plant. So there's this, oh God, I wish I could find it. It was a study, you know about ley lines, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so ley lines are this, um, the idea behind them is that it's this electromagnetic grid that surrounds the earth. And there's these, these points that connect. And these, basically it's, it's where I guess the magnetosphere kind of, is i don't know maybe maybe it generates some sort of pattern when it's expressed out of the out of the earth i don't know uh how it actually functions but the idea is at these points they magic is is stronger well mm -hmm. if magic is stronger at a certain point right if your magic is more potent that means the veil is naturally thinner wherever you are which means you're inherently going to have certain things like uh, spiritual sightings, ghosts, uh, poltergeists, yeah. whatever. Right? Yeah. So this one person, there's a ley line that cuts from through Nashville and down into Atlanta, mm -hmm. and it also happens to follow a highway. And they, they, uh, this one pamphlet I found, someone had uploaded it as a PDF, and some they had done like this re like little kind of not super scientific, but somewhat uh, re like study into the number of different types of supernatural sightings on down that highway, <laughs> which also lined up with that ley line. And it was just like clockwork, like crazy amounts of UFO sightings, ghost sightings, mm -hmm. uh, cryptid sightings. Mm -hmm. Like, so again, that goes back to my theory that they're that all they're interconnected. All they're all interconnected. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're all coming from the same place and that these points are just a little weaker and sometimes i guess entities slip through maybe yeah. and then and then people come and get them you know yeah yeah <laughs> some, whatever whatever yeah what other <laughs> interdimensional being comes and just is like yo you are blowing our cover dude yeah exactly yeah you got to come yeah. with us stop <laughs> fucking things up sasquatch stop fucking <laughs> things up why are you fucking things up so bad for us uh what other ley lines like are in America. Well, there's <clears throat> there's quite a few intersections of ley lines in America. Um, the one, the thing with ley lines that everyone always talks about, though, is the um, the vile vortices, which is like the Bermuda Triangle, mm -hmm. and uh, there's the Devil's Triangle, and then the Dragons. I don't think it's triangle. It's dragon something, <clears throat> but there's like twelve of them or eight or 
eight or 12 of them, I can't remember. But they uh, are these points of intersection where there's really weird, crazy electromagnetic oddities, basically, you know, and that's obviously, you know, the whole Bermuda Triangle thing, so. <laughs> but as far as America goes, I think that <clears throat> this actually ties into another magical subject called geomancy. I think there's major points of ley line intersections in a lot of major cities that mm -hmm. have that have ritualistic and esoteric architecture. Uh, like Washington, D.C. would be a great example of that. If you look at the layout of it, it is designed and constructed uh, it, using esoteric symbolism. And that's a form of magic called geomancy, where you're basically building these giant, like your architecture and your buildings are your, your sigils. Mm -hmm. and your magic and you're basically rerouting the energy from these ley lines into your purpose for whatever your purposes are <clears throat> on a massive scale so i think in a lot of those cities especially cities where you see a lot of um pagan symbolism because you have to remember a lot of these these like a lot of these people that are are um part of these organizations may outwardly be christian or muslim or jewish or whatever religion they claim to be but in secret they follow a totally different doctrine mm -hmm. <clears throat> so like you know you you also see still see groups of them that are pagan and so in nashville you've got the parthenon and the statue of athena and then you've got in uh i believe it's in alabama you uh is it birmingham I think you got the statue of Vulcan. Mm -hmm. I if it's burning. Um, there's the statue of um, Columbia, uh, obviously in D.C. Which Columbia, in a lot of ways, is is kind of a, a in my view, kind of a modern version of Artemis. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's like you see these kind of symbolism and everything everywhere. So like any anywhere you find that, right? Especially those old towns, those old, or old cities, I should say, like. Uh, major cities and ones that have a lot of history you, you look at that architecture if you can find any kind of weird history new york's probably is another one too because the empire state building you should always look into the you should look into the history of that there's a lot of esoteric mm -hmm. work that went construction of it so um but yeah so all of that 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 all those kind of if you can find those kind of um cities and buildings and things like that that gives you a clue that there's some sort of spiritual purpose right and mm -hmm. power it's the same reason they built obel giant obelisks back in in egypt and things like that it's it's kind of like rerouting some of this yeah energy. rerouting the power rerouting like it's basically uh an antenna a fork a tuning fork yeah and of, it's for, of tapping in to something more or, yeah. or prana or ba or ka like there's been the yeah. you know different names for it key over the years uh vril um but there's always yeah it's just that life force energy and that is always uh, uh oregon is a more modern version of that term um but yeah it's we're kind of trying to reroute the earth's natural uh her ley lines, I guess, are kind of like our meridians and energy channels and, and, and chakras and things like that. I guess they, they, they maybe those are hers, you know? I mean, she has a very different body than us. <laughs> so, you know, they would look different. So maybe they're just a grid. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, just thinking off the top of my head. But I think, um, yeah, and I think people will just... Um, 
use some of these these locations for more power and then of course you always find like i said more supernatural events happen so mm-hmm. um, like one of the big things in dc was all the um all the flying spheres that happened mm-hmm. in uh, i believe truman's time yeah yeah, yeah. and what, truman they had a lot of the ones flying over the bases too didn't they yes they did a lot of truman them Truman set off the bombs in Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. And they were probably, probably what happened was they dropped, when the bombs dropped, that alerted some kind of alien or being mm. out of this world or out of this realm. And then they started to investigate. And then they were just like, oh, it's this Truman dude. <laughs> and went to well, DC and, and started trying to survey the area. Yeah, yeah, and then they've been just coming here ever since. You know, and those those spheres could also just be like drones, I guess. Too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there was another thing I was going to mention since we brought up Truman and the bombs. Uh, one of the few things I believe that can travel through those dimension, the veil, right? These dimensional barriers or whatever mm-hmm. is high energy. Uh, focused high energy, so like a nuclear blast, which again is why I think they started coming here uh, to kind of like check up on us again and be like, what the hell is going on here? Because I think there may have been a time when all these creatures, these astral entities and like were coexisting with us and that kind of conjunction of the spheres type scenario from The Witcher. Yeah. And then that they got these, that the that the two were the veil was made stronger basically i guess or like the separation was increased um but um ah no i lost it yeah yeah it, it, well one of those things is it's just like i think that they're always checking on us but i think yeah, the fre- right. i think the frequency of them checking on us picked up after nu- after nuclear Thank arms you. 1940s, yeah, after yeah. the 1940s. Because, the I, and, and, that, and there's this, this weird double-edged sword to that argument, as in we wouldn't have proof of that because we didn't really have the tracking technology. Yeah, that's 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 true, but I don't know. Like, at least from my... I think that any high-energy situation like that, I think they're gonna you're going to find more UFOs around, like... Mm-hmm. Like, uh... I think you're going to see sightings concentrated around places that that produce high energy. Yeah. I would like to see if anyone has a study of how many uh, UFO sightings around CERN there's been. Yeah, I, that accelerator is extremely high powered. Yeah, exactly. And the problem with that is they're never going to fucking tell us because I think no, there's a lot and, of strange things going on at CERN. <laughs> yeah, and well, and they're missing with the fabric of reality in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, and I think you know. Uh, I don't know if they have the fabric to break it, but I was reading an article not that long ago that they there was this one scientist who was building, trying to build a laser powerful enough to to literally pierce the the fabric of reality. Mm-hmm. I'm just why, why, why are you doing this? Yeah, why? What motive do you have? You're gonna open up a fucking. Yeah. Have you not seen Stranger Things? You're gonna open up yeah. a rift. You know, which is another good example of like what I'm talking about of like, you know, like in the in the the season when the mind flayer came into uh, to Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, 
it didn't look identical to how it did in the upside down but it kind of like formed its own version of this fucked up meat body thing you know that looked like it did um but that shows another good example of that like the perceptual shifts and things like that you know like we have to be careful not to open up a gateway into the underworld (laughs) yeah no we don't want to we don't want to fuck with that we already have enough shit happening to us that like we know of and even if you don't know about it, there's probably a fuck ton more. Why would we want to open up that door any further? And what do you think they're like? We were just saying, what would the motivation be? I think the motivation is is they do know what's out there and they're trying to help them. I think some of them, uh, yeah, I think some of them do because like we talked about the history of magic and occultism and, and esoteric arts and science, especially during the uh, the Rocket Age and and you know, uh, space travel and whatnot, the birth of that, and how many people involved in that were also involved in these esoteric cults where they were contacting angels and demons and all sorts of things for knowledge and information. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, like, of course, scientists are probably... There's still people doing it today. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not just going to look at someone like Jack Parsons, who is as intelligent as he was and say, well, Oh, because of his esoteric beliefs, then I'm just going to write him off as like, he didn't really know what he was doing, you know, or something like, mm-hmm. no, he, he, he's literally a rocket scientist. Yeah. Yeah. Who believed in magic. <laughs> yeah. Who so. believed in magic. And that there's so many, there a lot of them. I think you would have to have the imagination to begin and to like have the open, like that's what, that's what kills me about so many people these days is like back to the like when you openly admit that you practice magic they're just like oh i'm so i'm a being of rational and logic yeah oh that's so stupid well you know what have fun being absolutely boring and not thinking outside of the box because you look at so many people from like paper operation paperclip or jack parsons or any like all these people a lot of them study the occult well, this is the thing I've always... This is what I've always settled on. Right? Okay, do I believe there's something to magic and that it works? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do, I don't require other people to believe that, but yeah. here's what I do know. There are very, very powerful people in this world who are very wealthy and it, it, to levels that would boggle the mind and the amount of power they have. And mm-hmm. guess what? They believe in magic, too. They mm-hmm. practice magic. Mm-hmm. They practice dark spirit cooking and all these other things right Uh but guess what they believe so now i believe they're these people are fucking evil but are they successful well yeah they've Mm -hmm. been pretty fucking successful so far so uh whatever they're doing is working um so maybe you know i think like know your enemy and and take seriously what your enemy takes seriously you know like you need to 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 understand why they believe in this and why they use it because there's other schools of magic you know you can be a green witch and focus on healing you know mm-hmm. you're a white witch and focus on protection you know like there's mm-hmm. all sorts of things that like and you just mishmas and make your own thing it doesn't really matter there's no rules really <laughs> yeah there's no rules uh, yeah there's like like that's part of the, that was actually part of why i fell off the enochian magic thing is how ritualistic that you need Here's, to be. Ceremony's okay. Yeah, ceremony's Ceremony, fine. 
temple ceremony is cool. Like showing respect to what you're doing, mm -hmm. or if you're dealing, if you're dealing with entities, or if you're using hallucinogens, which I think is the same thing. I think you're inviting a certain spirit into your to share your mind with you, your consciousness, when you're using certain hallucinogens. Um, you're sharing an intel your mind with another intelligence, basically. And I think that having a ceremony that involves showing respect by, you know, cleaning yourself, cleaning your house, these sorts of things, you know, like there's a reason that the set and setting matters there too, you know, <laughs> like, you know, you're inviting over these intelligences. So like, I think that, um, that ceremony is important and depending on the type of magic you're doing, there is some level of ritual that is important for protection, but aside from that there's a lot of extra crap that needs that can and should be kind of cut out to make your practice more efficient mm -hmm. no i agree that's yeah it's pretty bad yeah <laughs> something yeah no well, yeah we that's my opinion mm -hmm. no i'm i'm working under the same opinion so we are at an hour oh five so i say that we end this episode on stop being uh stop being narrow-minded and just be open-minded be open-minded if, if the people who have ill intent for this world believe in this stuff you should at least consider yeah it. we're going to call <laughs> yeah. this the self-help episode yeah <laughs> uh, next week we will actually talk about ancient stargates <laughs> maybe hopefully, hopefully. Maybe. If the gremlins didn't get David. If the gremlins right. didn't get David. Well, from what he told me is that, like, basically, he got logged out of his, uh, out of his modem, and it's not working, and that's because the CIA has him now. We're not talking to David anymore. <laughs> I hope not. We're not talking to David anymore. <laughs> God damn it. No! <laughs> He's, uh... He's no longer with us. It, David has been captured by the CIA. Next week, he's not. He's not going to talk to us about Stargate. He is going to talk to us about MK Ultra. It's true. He's going to be programming. He's going to be programmed. He's going to be telling us why MK Ultra, Ultra was a great idea. Oh God, we mm, we need to get into some of that too. No, oh, absolutely. Well, no, the reason is the CIA has been declassifying all this cr stuff they've done, uh, re like studies and research into astral projection mm -hmm. and the structure of the energetic structure of the universe. And, like, that's the other thing. Like, the, even the CIA has spent money on investigating these things. Yeah. So why why are you getting on every fucking forum and, and every... Yeah, and found evidence in every social media. And the minute you see anybody, even if it's just a Tumblr witch, which once again, not insulting the Tumblr witches, yep. uh, they're just like, that's so fucking stupid. I don't believe that. Well, you know what? You believe a lot of stupid shit. So, like, I love it when people tell me, oh, that's so stupid, but I'm an agnostic. Yeah. I believe Too that there's... I believe there's a possibility that there's a higher power out there. But, you know, I mean, you I said yeah, yeah, but you talking about Enochian magic's fucking stupid. Right, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Eat my dick. 
it's all the same thing in the end. Yeah, it's all the same thing. It's all interconnected. But anyways, if you like what you hear, give us some some, some, uh, (laughs) words. Uh, Subscribe to us. Give us uh, some stars on whatever uh, podcasting platform you use. Uh, We promise that next week we will try to do Ancient uh, Stargates or MKUltra. I don't make any guarantees about David because if he looks like he is a robot, he will no longer be appearing on the show because he would be compromising us. Hopefully he doesn't start shape-shifting. Oh, shit. I mean, I didn't even think about that part. Like, what if... Yeah. Maybe MKUltra, they were just opening people up to fucking, you know, possession. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Well, (laughs) we're gonna... This the, the new episode title is self help episode maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>